Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. In 2022, the world saw a war in Europe that triggered a crippling energy price shock, the largest and most synchronized monetary tightening in more than 30 years, and a sharp economic slowdown that appears to be worsening in China. And let's not forget the pandemic. A big chunk of Bloomberg Economics' global risk book for the Bloomberg New Economy Forum is asking whether these negative trends can continue and with what consequences for the global economy. And as Bloomberg's chief economist Tom Orlick and his colleagues describe, if each of these shocks were to intensify in 2023, it could take about three percentage points off global growth. But while things could get worse, they could also get better. Tom Orlick, chief economist for Bloomberg Economics, joins us now. Tom, thanks so much for joining us today. Great to be here, Rachel. Thanks for having me. So, Tom, as we come to the end of 2022, we're all hoping for a brighter 2023. But with recession clouds looming, are we in for another stormy ride? So, 2022 has been an extremely challenging year uh, for the global economy. Um, And you've had two sort of really powerful uh, forces at work. Uh, Firstly, you've got central banks around the world, uh, led by the US Federal Reserve, uh, raising interest rates really aggressively. The fastest tightening of monetary policy that we've seen globally since the early 1980s. Um, And secondly, uh, of course, we've seen Russia's invasion of Ukraine, um, which primarily uh, is a tragedy for the the people of Ukraine, um, but has also sent shockwaves across the global economy. You mentioned the huge rise in energy prices. Um, Now, these shocks have already uh, had a significant impact this year. Um, But it's actually going to be in 2023 uh, that we start seeing the real consequences hitting home. Uh, So it's in 2023. In the second half of the year, we think that the hikes in U.S. interest rates are going to tip the world's largest economy into a recession. We're penciling in a U.S. recession starting in the second half of next year. And in Europe, uh, the combination of high gas prices um, and rate hikes by the European Central Bank, uh, we think, is going to tip the euro area into a recession even sooner. Um, So it's not all doom and gloom. Uh, We've had some good news recently out of China with the easing of COVID restrictions, moves to support the property sector, signs of a bit of a thaw in US-China relations following the Xi-Biden meeting. Uh, So there are some big things going right as well as big things going wrong. Um, But certainly 2022 has been a tough year and some of the consequences of that are going to play out in 2023. You mentioned just now the Fed and earlier this month, the Fed raised its policy rate to a range of 3.75 to 4 percent. It's its fourth straight 75 basis point rate interest rate hike. What do you expect from the Fed in 2023? And what if the Fed has to take rates up to 6 percent? So um, our base case, um, and I think the sort of the consensus view in the market uh, is the Fed is not done yet. Um, We think most likely the Fed will have to take interest rates up to 5% and stay there uh, for a fairly prolonged period to get inflation back under control. Um, But there's risks to that scenario, risks in both directions. The latest inflation data in the US shows 
price gains cooling at a slightly faster pace than I think most people expected. Um, and if that continues, maybe the Fed could get away with a few less rate hikes. Um, but it's also possible that things go in the other direction. US labor markets are red hot right now. Wages are going up at a really rapid clip. Um, if US labor markets stay really hot, well, that's going to force the Fed to do even more, perhaps taking rates to that 6% level. Uh, and if that happens, the blow to the US economy, the blow to US property markets, the blow to US labor markets is going to be more severe. And the recession, which we're already thinking about for the second half of next year, is going to be that much more painful. Okay, Tom, but what if the Fed's own forecasts are wrong? Well, I mean, we don't have to go back very, very far in history, Rachel, to, to, to find an example of the Fed's forecasts being wrong, right? Um, the Fed and almost all the other economists told us that inflation was going to be transitory. And it wasn't transitory, right? So economists make mistakes. Economists at central banks make mistakes on forecasting. It's an art, uh, not a science. Um, so right now, the Fed is saying we need a bit more of an increase in interest rates, and that's going to trigger a bit more of an increase in unemployment, and that will be sufficient to get inflation under control. Um, but for the reasons I just mentioned, there are big uncertainties around that forecast. Inflation could come down sooner than expected. Labor markets could stay hotter than expected. And that means that whilst the sort of the central view is that the Fed has to go to 5%, there are risks in both directions. And as you mentioned, Tom, the energy crisis, it's been another key issue this year. The Bloomberg Special Report, a guide to risk for the year ahead, poses an interesting question. You ask, what if Europe ends up with too much gas? I mean, given where gas prices are at the moment and that we're entering winter, it's hard to imagine that kind of scenario right now. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a it's a really sort of astonishing situation, um, mm -hmm. but the outlook for Europe's economy um, with Russian gas supplies cut off um, really heavily depends on the weather in the next few months. Um, if the weather is warm, if we get a kind of an unusually warm winter, um, then it could well turn out that the gas which, which Europe has been stockpiling for the last few months is enough and gas prices in Europe stay at moderate levels and Europe can continue to grow through the winter. Um, but if the weather is bad, if winter is colder than usual, then it could well turn out that the gas which Europe has been stockpiling isn't enough. And if that happens, we're going to see energy prices spiking again. And our modelling suggests that could push Europe into a, into a recession, which is as deep as the recession which we saw following the global financial crisis. Um, so it sort of seems crazy to think about, right? Movements of a few degrees in the temperature could cause such enormous variations in economic outcomes for Europe. Um, but unfortunately, that is the world uh, which Russia's invasion of Ukraine uh, has pushed us into. Let's turn to Asia now, Tom. And what if the China bubble never pops? So um, 2022 has been a really challenging year for China's economy. Um, mm. We've had COVID lockdowns, and all that has meant for um, weakness in consumption. Um, we've had a property slump, and all that has meant for weakness in investment. 
and we've had rising tensions with the United States. Um, I'm sure you've noticed that the US moved recently to block China's access to leading edge semiconductors, potentially putting a big stumbling block on their path to development. Um, so there have been some really big challenges this year. Um, the last few weeks, though, uh, have seen signs of progress on all of those fronts. Um, so COVID zero restrictions have been eased a little bit, and I think a little bit earlier than most people expected. Um, there's more stimulus coming for the property sector. Um, and that meeting between Xi and Biden in the G20 uh, in Bali earlier this week uh, has turned uh, a deep freeze in US-China relations uh, into a kind of a warm handshake. Um, so hopes also that that crucial bilateral relationship uh, will improve. Uh, so if you put those pieces together, I think we can be a bit more optimistic about the China outlook, the immediate China outlook, than we were a few weeks ago. Uh, we're penciling in GDP growth next year for China of 5.7%, so a pretty strong growth number. Um, looking further out, though, there are these big structural challenges that China faces. Demographics have turned into a drag. There is this huge problem of overcapacity, overbuilding in the property sector, which is going to take years to work through. Um, and even though we're at this moment where US-China relations seems to have thawed a little bit, they're still pretty chilly. And when you have frosty relations with your biggest customer and your biggest tech supplier, that's a problem as well. So, Tom, what are the three key themes you're looking at for the year ahead? My view, Rachel, um, is that uh, if we think about the sort of the big sweep of history, um, for the last few decades, rising global prosperity uh, has been underpinned, supported by three pillars. Borrowing has been cheap. Central banks have kept interest rates low. Demand from China has been supercharged. China's been clocking annual average growth rates of 10% for much of the last four decades. And geopolitical tensions since the fall of the Berlin Wall and China's entry into the WTO, geopolitical tensions have been pretty limited. Mm. What's happened in the last year, though, is that all of those pillars have started to look a bit shaky. Central banks have taken interest rates really high. China's growth has stumbled. And geopolitical tensions, because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, because of deteriorating relations between China and the United States, geopolitical tensions haven't been higher since during the Cold War. Um, so, there are some big things that could go right next year. Maybe China will get out of COVID zero quicker than we expect. Maybe US inflation will come down quicker than we expect. Um, but with those three pillars of prosperity uh, eroded, um, I think there are some big challenges for the global outlook. Well, Tom, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. We've been speaking with Tom Orlick, Chief Economist for Bloomberg Economics. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, Singapore's most influential radio station. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.